Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Thanks for tuning in to Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie. I am your host, Rhonda Holman, with my super special, awesome, and amazing co-host, Julie Varney. We are both dental assistants in the world that have been doing this a long time. We may not be experts, but we sure are old. And what we're doing is we're going online and we're finding that uh, some dental assistants are running into humps in their career field with their team, with their doctors. We're dissecting them. We're pulling out those pearls and we're helping you get over the hump of the week Wednesday. Well, hello, Miss Julie. How are you? Good. How are you, Miss Rhonda? Happy hump day. Happy hump day. I'm doing great. I got a little bit of sunburn and I'm feeling the heat. <laughs> Zip it. I'm 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 rainy and cold and I'm wrapped in a blanket. I'd like to turn my heat on. Ooh, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. I might take a little bit of fried skin over uh, rainy and cold. Yeah, I win. <laughs> you win this round. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) How's your week been? It's been really, really, really good. I don't know if you saw or not, but I decided that there was a lot of dental assistants in the world who were struggling, you know, like the the new assistants uh, with some of the same stuff that we struggled with. So I was able to actually put it in words. I don't know. It just, I was like, you know what? I've got to put this down somewhere. So I made a, a really neat video to try and help other dental assistants power through those hard years and uh and it's getting received really really well like i'm super pumped about it i think it's it gonna help a really lot of cool it's a, it was a great message and it i think it not just from any it, i think for any assistant that's been beat down or just is struggling or just needs a little pick me up you know and it has a good message to it, it was a really good job oh thanks i just i hope the assistants that really need to see it get a chance to see it you know like mm-hmm. that's i guess at the end of the day well, unless you're going to remove it off of Facebook, guess what? We're going to see it. <laughs> the world. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but they will see it. Have faith. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. And you guys, if you've seen the video, share it with an assistant that you probably know has had struggles or needs that little bit of, you got this. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> you got this. You got this. You got a uh, friend me. <laughs> work was crazy. Sarah yeah. went on the fritz today. Ooh. And so we had to call support. Um, we, we fixed it. I mean, the guy, I guess he, he came into the machine and fixed it for us. But uh, those are yeah. always scary, especially when you have like five crowns back to back. You're like, no, Sarah, yeah, don't do this to it's me. It's so funny how <laughs> technology de- debilitates us and our eagle soft went down. Yikes. Oh, so it was, it was kind of, you know, what do you do for an hour and a half that you, you can't look at patient charts. And so it is, you know, for those doctors that keep the old school charts, they'll never be debilitated. No, but, fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but those are their completely chartless like muscles. Yikes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what we do, Julie is 
even though I know I'm not going to use my trans bite, I always take one. Like as my insurance policy, it's like anything in dentistry. If you have it, you won't need it. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what you learn over the years. As long as you have it, you won't need it. That's right. But the minute you don't have it, that's when you need it. Always happens. Always <laughs> happens. It's like the like the stuff you give to the rescue mission. You know, you get all the rid of that stuff, and then like a week later, you're looking for a certain thing. You're like, crap! I threw it out to the rescue mission. Yep. Yep. And it's because it's in your head. Like, oh, I know I have one of those floating around here. No, you yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> no <Nope>. more. <laughs> Got rid of it. Gone. Oh, I think Gone. we all do that. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about how many times it's happened. Oh, do we still have this? Do we still have that? Nope. <laughs> but it sure would come in handy nope. right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you use um do you guys use Z Prime? Z Prime, what's it for? So like a lot of times we used to use it on like old amalgams that were in the buildups. No. So it's like don't. a primer for metal almost. Nope. Yeah. We don't. It's like we one usually of those take little, out all the amalgam. One of those little tiny tubes that, well, uh-huh. you know, it costs probably a million dollars, but it's easy to get lost. Like mm-hmm. we keep that, like it always has like a sacred spot. It always goes back to the same place. <laughs> mm. Like no one dares lose it. Um, no, we don't. We usually take out amalgams, I think. I'm not really sure. I Sometimes I don't pay attention. So maybe I should pay attention. I've been trying to pay attention, like some products. I want to learn more about products and I want to like start reading products and, and learning how to utilize them more for the practice. Like what products are really good for your practice and everybody has their own preference. Right. Right. So, but just really divulge them like how they're supposed to be used properly. Because sometimes we think products are supposed to be used one way, and then we actually read the instructions for use, and it's a totally different way than we've been doing it. You know, it's funny you bring that up, because just this, I think it was this week, the Dental Assistance Worldwide Group, somebody mm-hmm. was asking about etching before a composite. Like, it was one of those things where they threw the directions away, right? but they weren't sure if they were supposed to etch and prime, or just prime and cure, like. Those are really good things to know. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's just amazing how the products that we, we've always used for years and years and years, and maybe they've tweaked them a little bit or changed the timing. And then all of a sudden you sit down and read your action like, I've been doing it all wrong. What? You know, like, it just, it's interesting. Yep. So, yeah. And you know, a little... it happens. Like, we have crowns that come off from years back. And, you know, you think about it, you look in the notes, you're like, oh, that's because we weren't bonding them right. Like we were given bad information and we weren't mm-hmm. using the systems that we use now. And that's why the crown came off. Like it's, it's good to know. And that's why I said last week, make sure that you chart your notes appropriately so that when something like that does happen, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is why it's because we were using this method instead of this method. Right. Yeah. It just like we were. Oh no, here goes the fire alarm again. <laughs> mute, mute me, mute me. <laughs> I oh, it's just only going to go off once. It's only going to go off once because it's, it's fire night. It's Tuesday night. Oh, nope, twice. <laughs> Must be an emergency. <laughs> oh no. And wait, and if you hear it quietly, my dogs, oh no, they're not doing it because they probably know it's not real. 
Well, they know you're recording on a podcast right now. So they're like, yeah. Oh my God, it must be real because it's off a third time. So Tuesday nights at seven o'clock in Syracuse, New York, a little clay town is fire night. But obviously this is an actual call because it went off three times instead of one. Oh my God, it went off again. It must be real. My husband's got the scanner. We should go see. (laughs) What is it? Hold on. What's going on? I know, but what's going on? For four times? Okay. Goodbye. So it was a test? Yeah, it was a meeting. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm, I'm, ho- I go, what's going on? He goes, I'm holding the dogs for you. Because oh. usually they go, Aww. and they sound just like the fire alarm. It's hilarious. <laughs> so. Well, that Welcome brings up okay. to my world on Tuesday nights, people. <laughs> As you turn in. But we were just talking about the products on Friday when Dental Assistance Worldwide and I had our first ever meeting. It was so much fun. We had a small group of eight, nine, nine, and it was really fun. But we talked about reading the labels for products that you should always read and you shouldn't, your chemicals, you shouldn't use one to wipe down the room and then another one to wipe down the room again because you're cross, you know, um, not contaminating your cross, not pollinating like bees. <laughs> um, <laughs> your cross mixing. I don't know what you want to call well, it. Well, you're probably but, making one less efficient because you're diluting it with another chemical base. Right. And you also don't know how the reaction is going to be with chemicals, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's hard that you should always kind of stick with the same product line so that you know that maybe they're, chemicals in each product is um is going to react if you you know together but it was interesting to see that people sometimes don't read the labels of like the wipes for a sec you know whether they're three minute two minute five minute you know just reading the labels of are they you know a two-step process a one-step process so it was interesting i always say you know read your your labels and and just know how to use your product before you do it yeah, so. the, the last thing, here's where it would happen. Your dentist says, how long did that set? You're like, um, I don't know, as long as I used to use with the other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the face, guys. <laughs> Wait nope. a minute, you didn't read the label? How do you know? Nope. And then they're pulling, out the, <laughs> they're pulling out the impression before it sets and it drags and pulls and rips and tears. And yeah, so real fun, real fun. Simulating. Do you have... Do you have a post from Dental Assistance Worldwide this week? I sure do. Are you ready? Share, oh, share, wait, share. I, wait, wait, wait. I went first last week. Oh, so I get to go first? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay. Oh, God. Don't steal my thunder, lady. I'm freezing <laughs> out here. Bring me the sunshine. Okay. <laughs> so this is from Dental Assistance Worldwide Group. And it was posted yesterday, actually. So it says, trying to collect a patient's out-of-pocket expenses for his procedure today. Me. Can you pay your outstanding balance of $500 in two weeks? Patient, I don't know. I get paid on the 15th. Me, okay, two weeks from today is the 17th. So you'll pay the 500 then? Patient getting upset. Well, I might have a good weekend, buy a hotel and some alcohol and some hookers and cocaine. So I don't know. Me, Mm, okay. Seriously? So this is a great conversation because one, I don't, think money should be collected chair side by the assistant 
Um, I think if that's your role up front and you're the assistant, that's okay. But I also think there's things that the front office, as a front office person myself, um, kind of does a little bit of everything. I think we can help the assistant have better um, management of it from a patient and preparing the patient better. I think, you know, when you make the appointment, I think the patient has to be aware of their copay, um, aware of your financials. I think if this patient was a type that's on the fence when they come in and they don't have their copay ready, then I think we need to get them rescheduled or at least take half. But, you know, it kind of is an awkward conversation for the assistant if you're not prepared how to deal with what they say next or how do you handle it. And I don't think the front office has prepared the patient for their responsibility because whether you're in or out of network, you've provided a service they are responsible to pay. You don't buy your groceries and pay for them later. You don't buy your haircut. You don't get your haircut. You don't, you know, so there's payments that need to be made and financials. And I think it's holding the patient accountable for them to know what your financials, um, um, rules, regulations, whatever you want to call them, policies are. So I think the front office should really sit down with this assistant or the assisting team and say, okay, we're going to look over the schedule. We're going to put it on the schedule, what the patient's portion is. I've confirmed them at the time when I confirmed them, I told them they had to have X, Y, and Z. You know, when they come in, you know, you know, those people that might get work done and never pay you. Well, first of all, if you know that, then at the beginning of their appointment, say, well, we're going to collect your Kobe before you go back. I mean, I know when I go to my medical doctor, they say it's $25 for today. And I haven't seen anybody besides the, the, the smiling front lady. Yeah. Right. And, so, and, and the way you, you, you word it too, is like, we're being convenient for you. So you can bolt as soon as you're done. Like right. there's ways of making it sound like you're doing them a favor instead of covering your own butt. But in the medical, <laughs> in the medical, people are just taught when you walk in, you check in, you pay your copay, right? And dental, it, it's been so, we've let patients just kind of do whatever. Oh, well, here's my half ass of insurance. I mean, sometimes with the insurance and the, and the medical, you don't even get seen if they can't verify your insurance or they make you pay up front if they can't verify it or something happens. I mean, it's just crazy the, the stuff that us dental people allow dental patients to get away with compared to what medical happens, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 conditioned that way, and that's that's patient conditioning, right? Right. I mean, so you usually I, see that when you buy a practice, or you're you're absorbing a new practice, and mm-hmm. like the old ways, it is almost it's it's a huge challenge to try and reprogram the patients. Right, and the thing is, from a front office, they need to help the whole team be aware of their financial policies, what how they work with patients' copays, or what they expect. I mean, this poor doctor might be in a little pickle with his AR because people are not paying the way they should be held accountable for. So they might have to change things and and really instill a financial policy. And I mean, if people are not going to pay you your copay, even if it's a hundred bucks or $10 or $5, why do you want them as a patient anyways? Yeah. So it's kind of hard and I feel bad for this assistant because it's probably not like what she expected that patient to say and you're like yikes you know and 
she's doing what she was asked to do, but it's not any easier on it because she really doesn't have all the tools because it should be prompted from the phone call and, and so on. So hopefully maybe she can hear this and say, look, this is what we need to do to make our practice better. Yep. And make it easier for everybody. Cause nobody, I know. nobody wants to say to the patient or a patient that wants to pay and you say, I don't know how much you're supposed to pay today. Eh, give me 50 bucks. And they actually owe $300. So it's, it's everybody being aware of exactly the financial responsibility of that patient. Yep. And you know, that's why I like to do consents in the op. So what we'll do is if a patient comes in for emergency treatment and we're going to do same day, I hit the brakes. I get that treatment plan, put in that computer. I go up front, we print it out. I talk to admin. I say, Hey, we're going to go ahead and do a crown on number four today. Let's go back. Admin comes back, reviews the fees, what mm-hmm. the estimated costs are going to be. And they literally take a pen and they sign this, this treatment plan. That's not right. hard. That, that means everybody's communicating. The front knows mm-hmm. what the back's doing. The back knows what the front's doing. And you don't have that bottleneck. Right. And, you know, I don't ever want to put a patient in a financial pickle either. And that's why, you know, sometimes I don't like doing it chair side because it's kind of like the guy when you go just to look at cars, you're just window shopping. And then you see the salesman <laughs> and he's like, Oh, do you want to sit in one? Oh, well, and you kind of feel like, no, weird to say no. Like pressured. Right? Yeah. Pressured. So you sit in anyways. And the next thing you know, you're in their office and you're signing paperwork. So I, sometimes it's, it's yes. If they need the treatment right then and there is okay. But you know, I think, the front office really needs to help the whole team, not just the dental assistant kind of understand so that they can be really, really, really confident. And also, like I said, the financial burden on the patient, you don't want to put them into a situation where they're going home and going, Oh my God, I owe my dentist $500. How am I going to pay for it? But they need the dentistry, but how can we make it affordable for their pocket too, without strapping them? I mean, there's tons of options, right? But you just, you don't ever want them to feel like they're going to go home and, and, oh my God, I had to pay $500 on X, Y, and Z today. You know, it's a huge pill to swallow. It you know, is. especially if your majority of your patients are blue collar workers, or maybe they're, you know, it's a fee for service practice. Like they, right. you, you've got to think about all the different aspects. Yep. And I, I worked for a practice and left it before because the, the doctor's wife was the one who would pressure patients into treatment that they couldn't afford. And then right. it always ended up being the snowball effect where, you know, we were getting yelled at 30 days later because they never paid. <laughs> like they told you before we even put mm-hmm. a burr in their mouth that they could not afford that crown. But right. you, and because there was an opening, you went above and beyond to talk them into staying. Like that's right. the things that you have to think about. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is if the doctor starts the work and the patient doesn't pay for it, we can't legally say, well, we're not going to cement that crown because you haven't paid your bill yet. Yeah. We have to finish what we started ethically. So it's, and I've seen it happen and that's wrong, but you know, but how can we afford dentistry? You know, if dentistry was, didn't cost as much as it does, I'd do dentistry for everybody. You know, so everybody, you know but the fact is, is we need just to have some better financial conversations for everybody, including the patient. Yep. So, and that's how I think you build a better relationship. Yeah. Be as you honest know? and transparent as you possibly can. 
Yeah, I mean, was it a sarcastic remark on the, sure, and you know it, you've seen it, like you said, <laughs> the patient that says, well, I can't really, I can't afford that implant, or I can't afford that filling. Oh my God, I cannot wait to go to my trip on the Bahamas, and you're like, what? Priorities. <laughs> yeah, but it happens, and those, that's their, that's their prerogative, right? Yep. Um, It's, that's, you know, hey, when that tooth bothers you, let me know, we'll figure about it then. Yep, yep. That's a so good one. Post today? That's a yeah, really that good was one. a good one. I really, I liked that one. I was like, yeah, that one hit home. Yeah, it had some meat on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, so my turn? Yep, your turn. Okay, I got this post out of Dental Assistance Worldwide Group, and it says, so I've been working for an office for five years now. There are two doctors. They share ownership 50-50. One doctor works Tuesdays and Thursdays, and the other one works Wednesdays and Fridays. One of the doctors is absolutely amazing as an owner boss, but the other one is consistently not coming into work or making the day so short that patients are constantly yelling at us when we have to reschedule them. He's unmotivated to make any type of growth with the office. I am stuck on what to do. I am so behind on bills due to the man never wanting to work. I just moved into a new home renting, and now I have to move back into my parents because of this. I think I'm at my wit's end with him. It breaks my heart to do this to my other boss. He doesn't deserve a partner like him, bringing his production down constantly. The great one made three times as much as the crappy one did last year. Hmm. That's rough. Like, I feel for this dental assistant. You know, yeah. can you imagine? I mean, like, this is where John and John Hatfield, we've talked about this before, where if you're going to hire somebody, you need to commit to X amount of hours a week, period and dot. Right. And the fact that the, the owner of the practice is allowing the associate to cut the hours of the employees, I just, I can't even see how that's possible. Like, how, how does that even happen? Well... I think they have to restructure their, the way maybe they're doing things. I mean, and it's going to come down to, I don't know. Did you say she was getting her hours cut? Yeah. She, because he doesn't want to work. Hmm. And she has to move back in at her parents' house. Two things. One, she needs to get her resume together and find a more, stable job too you know hopefully the the younger associate dentist kind of puts his wings out there or buys out the other one I don't know that's kind of a tough it's hard for you know because you're suffering on your end yeah and it, you know I, mean, I mean but she's also trying to be um empathetic I guess from the other standpoint that the other one is struggling too yeah so it's like the whole idea of like right? having two kids yeah. and one's an overachiever and the other one's an underachiever. And there really isn't a middle ground. I don't think for that. And I looked at all the feedback and almost everyone said, it's time to go. Like that is something between those two doctors that, you know, there's not a whole lot of control that you as the dental assistant is going to have. And you need to go find somewhere stable, regardless of your feelings. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, she, she needs to think of herself first. 
you know, I think she, I think she has a good heart. She's thinking of the practice and, you know, how can it be better? And that guy, the other dentist is such a jerk doing that. And it just, I did see that post too. And I was like a little unsure, like how to respond to it. But I think there's several ways. Maybe the one associate will say, you know what? I'm going to buy him out and buy it out, or I'm going to go get my own. Yeah. Well, hopefully the, the owner of the practice, the primary owner will say, Hey, this is not a good business deal. If you are literally turning patients away, I want to, I want the next person to take over my practice and care for my patients the way I do. Maybe he would see it that way. So I guess maybe she should get her ducks in a row, but you know, give it a couple of weeks. Who knows? Maybe this whole thing could phase itself out and he brings in a different partner. Right. That's just, oh, yikes. And I guess the whole thing too is these could be, this could be a, a situation too that really a lot of times this happens to dental assistants where they get into these situations and it kind of sours their grapes for moving in a forward direction in yeah. the profession. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Like, why would I go to another office? Because what if another office is yeah. just like this? What is it called? Burn they don't me want once. to struggle. They no. don't want to... Hang on. Something once. That's my fault. Something twice. That's your fault. <laughs> oh, shame on me once. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll Google it and get back to you. I'll put it in put the show notes. For a minute. By then I'll know for sure what it is. <laughs> but Oh, fool me once. Think about it. They could think no, that. that's not it either. Fool me once. I don't know. Yeah, I got it. Shame on, on you. Fool yeah, me there twice. you go. Shame there on me. Go. I don't know. But yeah, it's the like whole that. idea like Maybe if, if that, especially if it's, you know, your first couple of years in the career field and that happens, that, that would be, that would be one of those things that broke a bridge, I would think. Well, that, and you know, there's all tons of situation, whether it's a bad teammate, it's um, a hectic, crazy schedule and you don't ever get to pee. The doctor's rude, the front office. You're constantly late. You're working till seven o'clock at night. So those type of actions that happen or behaviors that happen towards you or situations sometimes can kind of scar you for the next position that you want to go to. Yeah. You're always going to be on guard thinking about, you know, when do I have to get my next job, my side gig, (laughs) like (laughs) just to have that backup because you're so insecure now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you can, I think everybody just has to have a clean plate or clean slate, whatever you want to call it, when you apply to that next job and maybe ask more details about the job or invest more into the um, interview process. You know, ask the dentist, hey, do you foresee yourself selling the practice in the near future? I I know you, nobody has a crystal ball, right? But if you can at least Mm -mm. be as as transparent with any, anything that uh, you guys might have already been burned with, you know, make sure that you right. cover those for just for complacency and comfort in your own decision-making. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just crazy. I, I feel know. bad for that girl. And she sounds like a go-getter. Cause nobody wants to, I know. And nobody wants to struggle. You don't want her to struggle. Right. No. Mm, 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 mm. Well, you know nope, what, nope, Julie? Nope. One dental assistant at a time. We are going to make this stuff That's go right. away and not be okay. 
<gasps> oh, that's good. Make it go away and not be okay. <laughs> See, I can make a song out of it. <laughs> you can make a song out of it. There's your next rap. So you you can do a rap song. <laughs> I could totally do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. So Julie, give us an update on the conference. Oh, let's see. We got, uh, I think we have one more speaker to announce, which we'll do this week. Um, We have um, Young Innovations is um, letting one of our speakers use their new amazing cordless handpiece throughout the conference. And I think I'm hoping they're going to be there. It's an amazing um, for polishing. You know, and I know some assistants out there do polishing. And, you know, you're supposed to sterilize your hand pieces in between patients. But this one is a cordless remote type of battery operated um, hand piece. So I'm excited to see um, Katrina Klein. She's going to she's demoing it right now and testing it out. So I'll be excited to hear her feedback about it. Um, other than that, we, you know, feel free to register. We want to see as many dental assistants as we can possibly fit in one room. Well, the room holds 1,200. If we could. 1200 there That'd yes don't awesome. forget guys tell your boss to send you to the conference and that they get a discount and if you want a one. personalized invitation yeah if you want a personalized invitation just email us or contact us facebook message us pm us text us whatever and i will send you a personalized postcard one so that you can physically bring it to yes. your boss because maybe sometimes their bosses aren't on facebook as much as we're doing the facebook marketing so maybe they just need a little bit more pushing or nudging to go there. Um, so that's about it. Our first event, like I said, went Dental Assistance Worldwide, went really, really well. Um, it was fun, and we had a good, a good time and a good turnout. So we'll have to do that again. And then, you know, if anybody's listening to all of Rhonda's podcasts, make sure you review her on Facebook. So... Get some reviews. Yeah, yeah. Hit me up. I like uh, five stars are my favorite. And more than one (laughs) word is awesome. Because here's what happens is like with reviews, whether it's on Facebook or or iTunes or whatever you listen to your podcast Mm -hmm. on, um, they actually help other dental assistants see it when they type it in. So like doing the searches, it just really helps bring it easier for people to find, you know. And here's the deal. Like I still think there's not a lot of dental assistants that know we're out here helping and and uh so share it you know like if you know that you have some girls at work mm-hmm. or boys <laughs> at work that would enjoy a podcast you know like like we said before the the minute growth happen is happens is when you start thinking about work when you're not at work and whether that's getting ideas from other right. people or just listening to information that's out there you inevitably are going to build your skills and be more valuable to your practice Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, other than that, we're just plugging along, plugging along. If anybody has anything else they want to talk about or discuss, feel free to yes up. We love, we love helping. That's and we like talking. So you combine the mm-hmm. two and I think that's what makes it so special. <laughs> and no question is a stupid Seriously. question. I don't think any question. Especially there. about these fingernails nope. folks. <laughs> How is that even a question? It just blows my mind still. And I see it like every couple of weeks, a whole new viral thread will show up about acrylic nails. <laughs> I'm like, 
Well, you know. It's one thing if, you're, like if you your office policy lets you do it. It's another thing to work efficiently with, you know, four inches of acrylic at the end of your fingertip. <laughs> it's like the lifelong, it's like the lifelong battle. It's, yeah, it's plastic up or, or paper, paper up, plastic or paper. So, yep. you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, Miss Rhonda. Will you have a good rest? Hey, you of the too, Miss Julie. And and I look forward to hump day. All right, week. bye guys. Bye, Julie. Bye guys. <laughs>Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Midweek Jam with Rhonda and Julie, where we're banding together to ensure that every dental assistant has a better tomorrow than they did today. Don't forget to find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group has a safe place for dental assistants to share, connect, grow, and learn. Find Julie Varney on Dental Assistance Rock, the website, or Instagram. And as always, if you guys need to get a hold of DA Rockstars, we have the Facebook page. You can message through there. But I just truly appreciate you letting us help you get over the hump of the week Wednesday.